Hello everyone, welcome to The Improvement Project. This week we are speaking to an awesome dude from Los Angeles called Kevin Nahai. We spoke to him about meditation, we learned a hell of a lot about meditation. He changed our perspectives on it. Um, It was a really enjoyable conversation. Slight drawback was the audio wasn't the best, but that's good learning for us and, uh, and that's something for us to improve on as we move forward. But I hope you get as much out of this as we did um, and enjoy what's to come. guest actually all the way from los angeles uh yeah. very so i can't believe that our podcast actually reached america <laughs> i know i know <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated to know actually how you've even come into contact with us given that this is like so new for us well um, um, it's, it's, it's fascinating yeah it's the, the weird thing the weird thing for us is we recorded this in good faith and no one would listen to it <laughs> uh, and, uh. and all of a sudden we get this this email out of nowhere saying yeah we're a big fan we want to be on the show see if we can do a, an episode together brilliant so yeah you have you have fans yeah I, of, of uh, the states i can't believe it i, I can't believe it <laughs> anyway anyway yeah so we're here with kevin nahai uh he is star of a youtube channel called the other side uh kevin i don't even really want to tell us a little bit about the the youtube channel because i think i'll just ruin it so uh, <laughs> over over to yourself man Sure. Thank you. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on, first of all. I really appreciate you both. And yeah, um, I've been listening to the podcast. Um, Actually, I have to give credit to my quote unquote producer, the guy who who films and edits and produces all of my videos. He he originally turned me on to your podcast. How he found it, I have no idea. Um, (laughs) He's been an avid podcaster for like a couple of years, so he's definitely in that world. Sure. And then he told me, you know, these guys are, are great. They talk about super interesting topics. You should listen to They're young and brilliant and smart, and I'd love to do an episode of them. Um, but, yeah, my channel is called the, the Other Side. It is, you know, I suppose you could call it a self-improvement, sure. you know, personal development channel. Um, but I everything that I talk about... Um, on my channel and all of my videos mm-hmm. stem from personal experiences. Cool. So, you know, I'll never talk, I'll never talk about something that I haven't experienced personally. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, I, I would never talk, for example, about like how to get through a divorce because I've never been through a divorce. Makes um, sense. And I think that a lot of sort of self-help gurus kind of dive into any and every subject that is related yeah. to personal growth and I think I think there is some wisdom in that I think there are a few people who can talk about every subject Mm -hmm. but I wanted to make sure that in in an effort not to be disingenuous I only covered topics that I have been through personally and the unfortunate truth is that for a young person I'm I'm 26 uh, life has kind of dealt me something of a difficult hand in terms of my personal, emotional, psychological struggles. Okay. So 
the impetus for me to start this channel was that I, I looked back at everything I've been through over the past 10 plus years. And I said, wow, I've, you know, I've had a hard time and I've learned a lot and I've grown a mm-hmm. lot from it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really positive feedback so far and I've, I've been able to help a lot of people. Awesome. Yeah. So, well, I've, I've certainly watched a couple of the, your videos online. Um, the one, I think the one that stuck out with me is how to get through a breakup. Uh, it, was, it was quite interesting, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. you, had a, you had an interesting take on it um, and some real genuine advice as well, which was quite nice. You do see a lot of people talking about how to do this and how to do that, but it's completely unreasonable. You know? <laughs> I actually had one yeah. guy t- tell me how to get through a breakup is drink yourself through it. I was like, "Wow, that was oh, that was quite serious." Yeah, so yeah, he didn't have he didn't have any any sort of clue what he was talking about. But yeah, some of the some of the things I'm I'm just having a quick quick glance now. Actually, you're you're like your work work life balance. That was actually something we're going to talk about as well. So perhaps we can come on to that at a later date uh, with sure. you. So, but today we are going to talk about meditation. Um, yes, sir. It's become somewhat mainstream, I find. Yeah. In the last couple of years, especially where we are. Um, before I think I think it's still suffering from the old the old image you get when someone mentions meditation or you get some guy sitting on beside a tree uh, with a candle trying not to blow it out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that kind of stereotype. Um, but to be honest, meditation's become so mainstream that you don't you don't need any of that. You just need to sit or you just need to focus on something. Am I yeah. right? So I, I know I know you do meditate. You you schedule what is it, twenty minutes every day you do it for? I do it 20 minutes twice a day. Twice a day, sorry, yeah. Twice a day, jeez. Twice a day. So I'm trained in a technique called Vedic meditation, um, V-E-D-I-C. Okay. Um, It is similar to something called transcendental meditation. Uh, I've heard of that. Um, So yeah, TM is sort of like an overarching organization. And then VM, Vedic meditation, is Mm -hmm. a little bit more specific. It's a little bit more nuanced. Um, okay. the, the, the technique is pretty much the same, um, but uh, they're just slightly, slightly different classes. Right, um, okay. So Vedic meditation is 20 minutes twice a day. And you're right. I mean, especially in Los Angeles, which is like, you know, the land of everything trendy. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Like, that's what like, I think about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like all of these fads come and go. And, and now, like, I see all of these young people around me who have absolutely no self-awareness. They have no connection to (laughs) themselves or to anything higher. They like do a bunch of blow on the weekends and then they're like, I'm going to like meditate today. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, it's great. It's great that they're getting into meditation, but it, you know, I'm sure that a lot of practitioners of meditation from the last 10, 20 years are sort of balking at the fact that this has now become like a trend because they don't want it to become a watered down diluted version. Yeah. However, by the same token, I will say that the fact that the fact that meditation is becoming cooler mm-hmm. and that and that it's not so much this like weird out there nebulous thing, if people take it seriously and if they implement it into their lives, I'm very very happy that it's starting to, you know, its social status is starting to to elevate a little bit because the potential for it to change people's lives and improve the quality of their lives is unbelievable. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think we found that to be honest. I, I I see a lot of people telling me that you can benefit from it, and some people seem more focused when they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's still this issue of trying to make it work for you. Like I had I had a, a colleague tell me that she tried meditation, it didn't work. That's actually what she said to me. It didn't work. <laughs> As it, that's not the point of it. You don't do it once and say it doesn't work. And you've got mm-hmm. to keep you've got to keep the I suppose it is a habit in a way, I guess, but yeah. it's, you've got to keep working at it. And I think what made her fall at the first hurdle was she didn't know what to think about while she was oh, meditating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole bunch of different theories to this. You know, do you think about happiness? Do you think about just the breath? Do you think about what you're going to do that day? That kind of thing. So I, I guess it's a case of what do you think about? You know? So... Okay, so let me clear up a couple of misconceptions about please meditation. Yes. Um, and and Dave, please also jump in. I don't want to monopolize. No, 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 it's all good. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to hear. So I've got my own okay. thoughts on it as well. Yeah, I'd like to hear them. Um, but but let me just clear up a couple of uh, a couple. Let me dispel a few myths. So first of all, the the thing of like I tried meditation and it didn't work. Yeah, that was me for years. Mm-hmm. I tried guided meditations on YouTube. I went to classes. I tried Calm, which is an app. Mm-hmm. I called another app called Headspace. Yeah, um, tried that. You know, I, I tried everything, and I would always come back to the same thing, which is it doesn't work. Like, it's not for me. And the reason that it didn't work is that I would always say my mind is too chaotic. I can't quiet my mind. Like I, I'm, I'm a neurotic person. I, my mind is always on overdrive. I'm highly analytical and intellectual. It's, you know, I'm not into like woo woo spiritual shit, you know, (laughs) so it it was very, very hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that you would sit for 20 to 45 minutes and just think about nothing. Sure. So when I found Vedic meditation, my mind was blown and it, it, it completely revolutionized my thought process because what I learned, which Mm -hmm. is that what I learned is that myth number one is that meditation is about quieting your thoughts or quieting your mind. And it's not interesting because that's my perception of it. My, 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 my thoughts of it were that it's, it's an opportunity to quiet your thinking brain to then, give you access to your subconscious so it's it's a process of just trying to not think or maybe focus on one specific thing and then to to sort of allow thoughts to appear or and then disappear but it's a practice of kind of observing your thoughts um rather than um just not thinking at all it's not it's it's not at all so the practice is first and foremost starts with the understanding that you have absolutely no control over your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing you have to do is completely surrender to the fact that you, your meditations might be wild and chaotic. They're not going to be calm. You're not going to quiet your mind. You're not going to switch off your thoughts. You're not going to access some kind of higher realm of consciousness in the 20 to 30 minutes that you're sitting there. So the first thing is the intention is not to quiet your mind or stop thinking while you're meditating. 
the intention is to improve the quality of your thoughts and to reduce your anxiety and reduce chaos in your mind in the eyes open state. So while you're meditating, your thoughts might be quite chaotic. You might be thinking a million different things at once. And it might actually, you know, you might have some anxiety that comes up or some negative thoughts that come up. And whatever your thoughts are, whether you're thinking about work one minute and then three seconds later, you're thinking about personal issues and three seconds later, you're thinking about, you know, your relationships or whatever it may be, you have to surrender to all of that. You have to allow and accept all of those thoughts, not try to control any one of them. And the net result is that over time, this allows you to be much calmer and much clearer in your waking state. So as you're meditating, you're really not getting any benefits. Sometimes the meditation itself is not actually that soothing. It's mm -hmm. as you go through your day in the 12 and a half, 14, 16 hours or whatever that you're not meditating, that's when the benefits start to accrue. I see. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting that, that's actually, to be honest, that's kind of changed my perception on meditation right there. Um, I, I've, I've meditated never consistently um, for a long period of time, 10, 15 minutes a day, and I, I would maybe do that for a couple of weeks, and then it would go. You know, then it, then it would completely go, uh, and I didn't do it again for another month or whatever. And I've always thought that you need to quiet your mind whilst you're meditating. Now, no. the, the idea of not trying to control any of your thoughts, that freaks me out a little bit because I'm a little <laughs> bit of a control freak. <laughs> I need, I need to, to be in control of everything at the city at the one time, especially. Yeah. Um, but th th that's, that's quite clever, actually. Um, I'm going to give it another good. <laughs> yeah, because for me, my experience of meditation is, is, I guess, probably quite limited, like a lot of people. Sure. But whenever I've tried it, I've, I've used the Headspace app as well. But I find, personally... Um, my mind is probably, well, I, I think generally I'm a more relaxed person. I've got a fairly low yeah. heart rate or resting heart rate. So whenever I, like my wife berates me for this all the time, I can just fall asleep like that. And then, uh, but she's there because she suffers from anxiety. She's there having a watch telly for ages, and like she needs kind of this like stack noise to, you know, really help her quiet down and, sure. and chill out. So completely the opposite to me. But so whenever I've tried doing any sort of guided meditations like through Headspace, like ten minutes and I'm asleep. I just, I just, I just fall asleep. I find it difficult to kind of, whenever I've tried it, to kind of maintain. I just find it difficult to um, to kind of do it for any length of time because I just get too relaxed. But maybe I'm maybe right. my approach has been not perhaps the right or best approach. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> no, it, yeah. Well, well, there there are a lot of people who, when they first start practicing meditation, they fall asleep quite easily during the meditation, yeah. or they'll say that. Or they'll say that after the meditation, they just feel exhausted. And neuroscientists have done a lot of research on this. And what they have found is that a, a lot of the times, if you are meditating and you fall asleep either during or after, mm -hmm. it's actually 
the body's way of processing stress. And essentially, see what happens in meditation, if you're meditating effectively, is that your your heart rate drops to twice below when you're sleeping. Okay. So if your heart rate is, you know, 120, let's say when you're sleeping, then you're while you're meditating, your heart rate drops to 60. Okay. So what happens is that if you have a lot of stress that you're not really processing throughout the day, you're a super, you know, stressed out person, work, school, relationship, whatever, then when you meditate, it's it makes sense that you fall asleep because it's your body's way of knocking out. It's your body's way of saying that you have to release stress from your body. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's the case with you, Dave. Maybe you're just a bit of a couch potato. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, man. I, I, maybe. <laughs> no, come on. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> don't get you know, this bored from but, just sitting around, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's always this misconception and I was the same exact way that like you, you can't quiet your mind, you can't escape your thoughts and things like that. And, mm. and the point is don't try to escape your thoughts, you know, don't even, don't even try to escape the fact that you'll fall asleep. Mm. The only bad meditation is the one that you don't do when you are meditating, whatever happens during the experience, you get anxious your mind is crazy, your mind is calm, you fall asleep, you can't focus. As long as you can make it through that prescribed amount of time, you succeeded. And as long as you can surrender to the fact that you are not going to try to control what comes into your mind during that prescribed period of time, you have succeeded. That's quite an interesting insight, to be honest. You have sort of debunked probably... I think the biggest myth in meditation, I think, in my, it's definitely in my opinion, um, and the idea of when you sit down and try, you try not to think any, about anything else. Basically, you've just said the exact opposite: is try and let the thoughts run in and just let them do their thing. Yeah, I like yeah. what you said. Sorry, I like what you said as well about the, the only bad meditation is not is not doing it. I think I've heard that term probably applied to other things as well, but I like mm. that in that context. I think that's that's a cool way to look at it. Well, yeah, because when I first started meditating, I'd get quite frustrated with myself and I'd say, I can't do it or I'm a bad meditator. Sure. And then once I was professionally trained by, you know, a, a meditation guru, you know, like by these guys who like learned from the Maharishi back in India in the 60s and stuff like that. Like, you know, once I was trained by people who this is, they, they used to be in caves meditating with monks and stuff like that. Sure. Cool. I, I learned that, no, it's not that I was doing it. It's not that I was doing it wrong. It's that my objective was wrong. Yeah. And my objective was wrong in the very fact that I had an objective. Mm-hmm. If you go into meditation with the agenda that I'm going to try to quiet my mind yeah. or I'm going to try to calm myself down, you're, you're already doing it incorrectly because then you have predisposed your mind to think that you need to have some sort of transcendental experience you need to have some sort of soothing experience Mm -hmm. and that's not the case you need to sit there and be quiet have your back supported have your neck not supported close your eyes and that's it anything else that happens 
It's anxiety inducing, scary thoughts from your past come up. You're thinking about your to-do list for the day. You're thinking about your dog. You think about your wife and your mind is jumping from one thought to the next. You fall asleep. Like whatever happens during the meditation, you have to relinquish control. And this comes back to a central principle. It's like, Sean, earlier you were mm-hmm. saying you're a control freak, so this is the art for you. Yeah, definitely. I'm a control freak too. And the people who are control freaks need this practice the most because the primary principle before mm-hmm. you even start this process is we must learn how to relinquish control of our thoughts. We must learn to accept and invite and embrace all of our thoughts no matter how obsessive or compulsive or destructive or chaotic they may be. And if you can learn to relinquish control of your thought process while you're meditating, then in your eyes open waking state, as you go throughout life, everything becomes so much easier because you're not constantly trying to control every variable. Cool. That that makes a lot of sense to me, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, here, here's a question for yourself, Kevin. Um, you, you say you you, um, you meditate twice a day for 20 minutes each time. Mm-hmm. So one of the questions I got asked on, it was Facebook actually, that mm-hmm. came through for us, uh, is how long should you meditate? How did you decide 20 minutes was enough? Per, per time? It's, it's not my decision. So in Vedic meditation and transcendental meditation, yeah. the, pra- the practice is 22 minutes twice a day. The first meditation is first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. The second meditation is between 4 and 8 p.m. Okay. Um, and so back in the 60s, uh, the time frames were a little bit different. Then neuroscientists did a bunch of research on Vedic meditators and Vedic medita- and they brought back the data and Vedic meditators changed the time frame. And for the last... Uh, 80 or whatever, 70 or so years, 60 Mm. years, they have found that between 20 and 25 minutes twice a day is the optimal, is the optimal amount. And that creates the the most changes in neural pathways in your brain. And that has the, the best calming effect. Essentially what they found is that if you go more than 20 minutes twice a day, like if you did 40 minutes twice a day, the benefits are not as high. Okay, okay. Um, And if you do less than 20 minutes, the benefits are not as high. It's also not enough time for for the the activity to take place in in the brain. So the cool thing about this type of meditation is that it's actually been studied by scientists all over the world. Um, And they found some pretty incredible things. One of the most amazing things they have found is that In people who meditate, there is a region of your brain, a small connective tissue in the brain called the corpus callosum. And the corpus callosum connects the left hemisphere to the right hemisphere of your brain. Mm -hmm. In meditators, the corpus callosum literally grows. It literally becomes thicker. Wow. And the (laughs) result of this... What's that? I was just thinking, so I think it allowed, what, what benefit does that provide? And the benefit that that provides is because it, pro- it provides, it, it is the, the, um, the tunnel between the two hemispheres of your brain. When it gets thicker, 
it means that more signals are allowed to pass between both hemispheres of your brain. One of your hemispheres is, is uh, responsible for uh, creative, artistic, emotional thought. Yeah, the right the other hemisphere, The hem other hemisphere is responsible for mathematic, analytical, intellectual, um, quantitative thought. And so now the two parts of your brain are communicating more frequently with more fervor. And which means that your overall brain output, you're using more of your brain than you were, and you're using, you're accessing parts of your brain that you weren't before. Okay. Okay. Cool. See, that, that all, and that all sounds very almost spiritual, but at the same time, it's very logical. It makes a lot of sense. You can kind of see why people do it. If that, if that's, if that's the, the result of it, you can see why people are doing it. Yeah, because if you, because the question I was thinking of, yeah, was what have you? I mean, how long have you been doing it for? First of all, um, only, uh, uh, let me say consistently with like non-negotiable twenty minutes twice a day, yeah, um, for a little less than a year. Okay, so what have you noticed? If anything has changed. That's a good question. Like, have, have, oh, you, have you found any benefits? Like, have you, have you, you know, because you've just said there about the, I've forgotten the part of the brain, but the, that, <laughs> the you know, purpose philosophy. Yeah. Um, have you put in that knowledge that you have of the, the benefit that's been medically proven or proven in science, have you noticed, have you been able to relate any benefit to experiences that you've had whilst, you know, since you've been doing, since yeah. you've been practicing this? Yes. So, okay. So, well, I, you know, I can't see the inside of my brain, so I don't know how my, <laughs> um, but first of all, with regard to the brain, there are, there are other studies that, um, you know, that show, okay. So let me think about how to say this. Um, okay. So when we're anxious, mm -hmm. when we're highly anxious, we have a, a, fight or flight response and your brain lights up like a strobe it, your brain lights up like a pinball machine okay and one of the things that they've studied in vedic meditators is that when you have a stimulus that provides that that causes anxiety your brain lights up like a pinball machine but the turnaround time is less than half so okay. whereas an anxious person would be feeling that anxiety for several hours or several days I suffer from really, really bad anxiety. Now, as a result of this meditation, your brain is allowed to is is able to regulate your anxiety and bring you back down to a calmer and more normal state inc incredibly fast. Wow! So the first the first benefit that I have noticed personally is that I'm a much less anxious person. And the reason that I went to meditation in the first place was that my anxiety got so bad after my ex-girlfriend and I broke up that I felt like I was living, breathing, suffocating in anxiety 24-7 for like a month straight. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't live this way anymore. And medication hasn't done it for me. And, you know, I'm in therapy, which is great. But, you know, therapy hasn't actively brought down my level of anxiety. So I need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the first benefit is that my anxiety has reduced significantly. 
Um, and Dave, you might want to turn your wife onto this. Well, it's funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing, but also my best friend, he, um, out of the blue, got hit with anxiety um, three or four, five, no, it must be longer than that. I think it's maybe in, about four years ago, but it hit him really hard. He, he first of all, thought he was just having really, really bad hangovers. <laughs> um, that's, what, that's what he thought. He just had no idea what what why he was getting these like horrible like physical symptoms manifesting he was you know suffering from um i mean it was kind of horrible sweats and like and diarrhea and um and sickness and just like his whole body was just like giving him stress and pain and he just couldn't and it took him a year to fully understand it was actually anxiety and i think he got it diagnosed so and then the following two years it was about dealing with that you're trying medication and things like that and he's a much more he's much greater control of it now but this is really cool and i'm thinking of him especially um that you know something like this could really benefit him and hopefully other people out there as well who've got who suffer from anxiety in that way yeah of course and and just to be clear you know it's not a magic pill like yeah, for yeah. example if he's getting really bad hangovers and he, and he has bad anxiety one of the first things you can do to combat that is stop drinking yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like there's nothing worse for a person's anxiety than alcohol totally yeah, the only thing yeah. the only thing worse for a person's anxiety is a crazy ex-boyfriend or girlfriend yeah you know or, or like a, a really like psychotic nagging mother but other other than that <laughs> you know alcohol will like really do the trick totally so the the first personal benefit i've encountered has been reducing my my stress and anxiety the second benefit that i've encountered is um Trivial shit doesn't piss me off as much. Good. Oh, that's quite interesting, actually, yeah. because it does to me. A lot of a lot of things annoy me that shouldn't annoy me. You know, like totally. It, it could it could be as little as a new song that I've never heard, and I just don't like it. Um, <laughs> and I think the music industry is dying because of it. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a big factor for me. Is little things tend to annoy me. Not so much on, not so much isolated, but if I get three or four, maybe in a day then I'm having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really as easy as it goes for me. Sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, don't judge yourself for that because mm. if anybody gets three or four things that don't go their way in a, in a day, they're going to be pissed off. Like, yeah. you know, part of that is normal, yeah. but then there are some things that, you know, I used to be driving down the street and someone would be driving really slowly. And, you know, suddenly I find myself, surrounded in this cloud of like crazy panic rage where i'm honking my horn at them like a psychopath you know and then like for the next two hours my anxiety is elevated and i'm pissed off and that's you know that's emotionally maladaptive and 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 that ruins your day and and meditation has completely helped me with like when somebody is driving in front of me and you know they're driving like an idiot on honestly you know, the other day I noticed, I'm like, okay, whatever. Wow. You know, okay. Like, so it's, like okay. little things don't bother me as much. Um, Do you still find I'm, though, um, that you, you get those kind of snaps in the same way that you might've done, but they're you're perhaps they're less, either less frequent or you're actually catching yourself instead because you're more self-aware. A, the snaps happen less frequently 
Yeah. Okay. B, when those little snaps happen, I'm more aware and the turnaround time is much quicker. Awesome. Oh, we should really get into meditation more. You know, um, I think it's a consistent thing to do. I wanna I wanna quickly share two other two other benefits. Go yeah. for it, yeah, um, please do. One of them goes back to what we were talking about before, which is that intellectually I'm able to focus for a longer period of time. Um, I also have much greater clarity. You know, my thoughts are less foggy when I'm writing, words come to me more easily. Sure. Um, you know, so I really think that there has been some sort of benefit for like my actual brain. Yeah. Um, Your ability but, to focus. Exactly. But let me tell you the biggest thing, which when I tell people this, they think that I'm lying. But, you know, I've got my little puppy here next to me. May I be struck by lightning and die on his life if I'm not telling you that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Serious? Okay. Okay. I have a stomach disease called uh, ulcerative colitis. Right. And it's a chronic disease. It cannot be cured. I've had it for uh, seven years. And... Uh, it's very similar to Crohn's disease. Um, you know, you, you guys might know people who have mm -hmm. Crohn's. Yeah, yeah, I know a few, um, definitely. So over the last seven years, I've tried everything. I've been under every medication under the sun. I have tried holistic stuff. I've changed my diet 10 million times. I've had a billion procedures. Meditation is the only thing in a seven-year period that has staved off a flare-up of my symptoms for more than three months. Wow. Well, I can, I can see why people wouldn't believe that, to be honest, because it doesn't seem, in cases like that, you would look to something medical, wouldn't you, to, to yeah. solve it. You'd I mean, I'm certainly open to the possibility that that's, I, I, yeah, that's I, I absolutely the case. Agree. Yeah, yeah I, th I think that's probably the case. I think there, there has been things, I think cases of people that the, the, the most unrelated thing can cure certain things you know and that's, that's well, possibly I'll, one yeah i'll tell you why the meditation has look I, I i've gone seven years every month or two i've had a terrible flare-up mm -hmm. you know I, i'd be hospitalized three four times a year wow okay meditation when i started doing it for the first three almost four months that i was doing it for the first time in the last seven years i didn't have any symptoms and i'll tell you why this was the case because in western medicine we don't understand the connection between the mind and the body. Totally. We don't understand the correlation between extremely high levels of stress that aren't processed and the manifestation of those levels of stress in physical symptoms. Sure. We think that our emotional state and our physical or medical state are completely unrelated. Mm -hmm. And so when you take a practice like meditation, the purpose of which is to regulate your psychological and emotional state, make you calmer, make you happier, make you less stressed, make you more clear. And you implement that practice in your life every single day. Then all of a sudden you see that this has enormous medical benefits because it's proving that there's a correlation between your mind and your body. Yeah. Which when you, you know? think about it rationally makes sense because this is your control unit. So if you're yeah. not going to take care of this, Absolutely. then you're not really taking care of all of this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and now, sorry. No, carry on, carry on. You know, and 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 now in 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 more modern medicine, you know, people are referring to it not as the mind and the body, but as the mind body, because yeah. it really is one entity. Mm -hmm.
everything yeah. that happens in your body affects your mind and everything that happens in your mind affects your body. And so any person who I come across that has a physical ailment, I tell them that in addition to whatever they're doing, medication, procedures, doctors, to implement meditation, then they will see that the benefit, that, that their condition improves. I'll bet my life on it. Awesome. I want to give that a try. Because for me personally, I, I find I hold a lot of stress in my shoulders. Like I think I naturally get, you know, tension in my shoulders and then I need to like ease them off like quite regularly. Like I need, um, I've actually bought this, well, my wife kindly bought me this uh, new massaging tool. It, it's quite phallic-like. It does look a bit dodgy, <laughs> but, um, but it's been pretty awesome. I've, I've used it a few times and it has been great to just kind of ease the tension. It's probably not, uh, it won't replace getting an actual massage because if I leave it too long, then that leads to just tension headaches and it's not good. Um, but based on what you've told me, you're encouraging me now to think about actual proper meditation. Because for me, what I found works um, from a, a, I guess, a form of meditation. For me, running does that for me. Like yeah. actually going out and running gives me that opportunity to just kind of process thoughts and allow thoughts to occur and and. In the same way, you you hear about people coming up with the best ideas in the shower, you know, mm. it's doing that sort of task that you don't doesn't require much thought, but it just gives your brain the opportunity to do yeah. what it does. And I think that's that's something actually what we're gonna what we're gonna speak about is when when you meditate, do you the classic kind of dim the lights, or do you sit in silence in a dark room, or are you more like what Dave does and actually does something that almost seems automated i think i think running for you is somewhat you just you just do it you like just do it yeah so is, is it would you consider that meditating probably but would, i would consider i would consider exercise a meditative state yeah um but i wouldn't say that it's meditation just because the mechanics of it are different okay so okay. you know you, you know the phrase uh don't just sit there do something yeah yeah <laughs> well in meditation it's don't just do something sit there right okay okay yeah. right yeah, so yeah, the, so the mechanics of of proper meditation um doesn't ha there it's not about what happens in your mind but there there are a few there are a few guidelines so the first one is that you need to sit with your sit up against something with your back supported, but your neck not supported. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are your back supported in those chairs right now? The they are. Yeah. Back. Sorry. Yeah. But then the this back. feels like the perfect chair yeah, for it. I feel like it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame I'm going to return them. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so you want to sit in a position where your back is supported, your neck is not supported. Okay. You want to sit in a comfortable position where you're not going to be too compelled to move around too much. Yeah. Yeah. For about twenty. Um, however, if you need to shift a little bit, all of that is perfectly fine. Yeah. Like another misconception is that you're supposed to sit in a forest with your back straight as a rod and like 
your hands like this and not move for 20 minutes you, you like sit like a rock and that's just not that's not even comfortable you know <laughs> yeah that, that, I mean, when you think of meditation that's immediately what you think to you think of some guy high up in the mountains in china yeah. sitting at the peak of it with his legs crossed and his fingers on his like like, like you just did like with the okay symbol yeah. um humming yeah. as well that was another part of it is humming mm. yeah that noise <laughs> um, whether or not that's that's a thing, I don't know. Um, but one of the, um, the last question we've got actually uh, that we've been asked, um, and maybe you can clear some personal personal opinions on it as well, is would you recommend people doing meditation as a guided meditation or simply just themselves unguided completely? Um, good question. Uh, so my my primary recommendation is what has worked for me okay. which is vedic meditation um i don't know if there are vedic meditation you guys are in scotland right yeah okay i don't know any vedic meditation teachers in scotland however my teacher might know of one or two sure but you can go through tm transcendental meditation which does have a chapter in the uk like it's all over the world okay cool. so my my first uh, recommendation would be go through TM or VM and get yourself a teacher, go through the four-day course and mm -hmm. learn how to do it because then you have the practice for yourself, by yourself for the rest of your life and you don't need to rely on an app or YouTube or anything like that. Cool. Um, however, my secondary recommendation would be uh, guided meditations are very good at calming your nerves in the moment okay however um they're they're not so good as like implementing a implementing a practice every day because every guided meditation is going to be a little bit different mm -hmm. and like at some point you're going to run out of guided meditations to do you know what i'm saying yeah. so i think it's I think it's better to develop a practice that you can do routinely every single day. But I do think that guided meditations are very useful. And like I said, the only bad meditation is the one that you don't do. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good advice, actually, because we mentioned it earlier, um, the app Headspace, for example, I've, I've dabbled with that. Um, but like, you, just, you just mentioned there is that eventually you're going to run out of meditations to do. Um, so we've done the kind of basic ones. There's, there's ones on focus. There's ones on sleep. That kind of thing. There are more often not what are they, ten days each or something like that. Yeah. But then you run out, and then yeah. you start to look at ones that doesn't feel relative to you. So I guess if you if you've got one that you can do pretty much every day, then it'd be better for yeah, you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And and like the thing is like meditations on sleep or meditations on focus or meditations on self-love things like that mm -hmm. there you really you cannot meditate on anything you can't meditate about anything you can't have a focus for a meditation yeah you know so that's sort of antithetical to the point of meditation which is you go in with no agenda you go in in order to reduce overall anxiety and the overall quality of your life when you're awake but mm -hmm. you don't go in with the objective of like I'm going to meditate about something. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I, I have read a lot of articles on meditation. Uh, when I first started it, it was more of, I didn't know what to, what to think about when I was doing it. So I read a bunch of articles and they say, focus on what makes you happy in life. And that does <laughs> seem very spiritual to me. Um, 
but it wasn't the answer I was looking for. And then when I did the guided meditations on a bunch of different apps, I tried them all out, and they all say focus on the breath. Uh, more often than not, they say it five or six times during the meditation, and it only lasts five minutes. Yeah. They say focus on the breath, bring it back to the breath. Everything is about the breath. I, d- I don't know if that's true, to be honest. I mean, I think yeah. if you hear it more than once, you're going to believe it, yeah. you know? But The reason that they say focus on the breath is that that is a soothing focal point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It, um, it's the same. So in Vedic meditation and in transcendental meditation, we have a mantra that we repeat to ourselves silently. Right. So if you don't have a mantra, you can focus on the breath, but what you need is uh, you need a, a tool. You need a vehicle that allows you to sort of drop into your body. And so they use the breath as Mm -hmm. that tool. They use the breath as like a way to sort of center yourself yeah. And, you know, sort of come back to the meditation or come back to your body. Cool. But, it, you know, if you're sometimes people are sitting there thinking, oh, you know, I'm not breathing slow enough or I'm not breathing <laughs> you know, fast enough. Like, you know, cr- I'm, I'm a fucking crazy person. If now I'm thinking about my breath, I'm like thinking about the best way to optimize my breath, you know, <laughs> and then that's yeah. the purpose. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think one of the apps I tried out had a little blue light that that grew when you're supposed to breathe in and then shrunk when you breathe out. And you had to follow that. And I'm sitting there looking at this and I'm not keeping up with this thing. Or maybe I'm going too quickly. To try and breathe in for as long as that blue light took to grow, I think it was something like eight seconds or something like that. If you try and breathe in for eight seconds, you're going to pass out. (laughs) (laughs) So... I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, there's a bunch of different things into meditation. I think we've covered quite a lot. Actually. I'm definitely going to try it differently now. Yeah, I'm interested for sure. Absolutely. Vedic, Vedic yeah. meditation. Vedic meditation. Yeah. And what was the other one, the TM one? What was that called? Transcendental. Transcendental. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to have a look into that. Um, so basically, what, what we tend to do at the end of the, each episode is we kind of give a takeaway. But to be honest... I don't think we're in any position to do that. (laughs) I I think probably, could could you offer, what's one piece of advice that you would give to anyone wanting to try meditation? Start. Simple as that. Yeah. 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 You've got to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, no, (laughs) that's a bit simplistic. The, the one piece of advice is what I'd already say, which is that meditation is not about quieting your mind. Yeah. It's not about removing your thoughts. And it's not about accessing some higher spiritual realm where, you know, it's, it's the absence of all activity in your mind. Okay. While you are meditating, understand that you will have a lot of brain activity. Yeah. And the point is not to make you feel better while you're meditating. The point is to improve the quality of life all the hours of the day when you're not meditating. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. But yeah. Yeah. really the best thing you can do for yourself is do some research on where there's a local transcendental meditation class mm-hmm. um, or just download one of the apps, do whatever you can, but make it a 90-day non-negotiable practice. So like, I think that's, that's where I fall is I, I commit to something and then a couple of weeks down the line, I forget to do it. And then the next, I say, I'll pick it up the next day and then I forget again. And then I never go back to it. Yeah, so, yeah. coming back to forming the habit again. 
Yeah. Basically. Yeah, exactly. It, it, I think it's something like it, it takes 21 days to try something. It takes 90 days to form a habit. That's yeah. That's probably about right to be honest. Yeah. Brilliant. No, that, that's, that's fantastic. I think I'm going to try it now. I'm going to have to try yeah, add it yeah. to the list. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we've got the we've got the improvement list. It's going to have to be on it now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try meditation properly uh, because look, listen, I, th- I think this has completely changed my opinion on meditation. Definitely. Yeah. I, I feel enlightened. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Isn't that what meditation is supposed to do? Well, I guess <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> ah, who knows? Who knows? Okay. No, that, now, uh, give me. Give me your, give, this is your podcast, so give me your quick takeaway about this or anything else. My, my advice is pretty sim- uh, pretty similar to yourself, actually, in the, in the way of starting meditation. I think it comes back to the first episode we did is how to get started on something. Mm. Um, if you want to try meditation, I, I reckon you, ju- you just dive in. You, you won't know where to go with it. Of course you won't. But I would say download an app. That's probably the best way to start for me anyway, um, is listen to someone who's actually done it. Yeah. Yeah. talk to and yeah, yeah. for me it would be probably yeah speak to someone who knows what they're talking about talk to find an expert but more importantly is actually make time and be and be strict with it if you if you're serious about you know building this as a practice as part of your of your life because you understand that it's going to benefit you make time for it yeah Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was something that, that you you had mentioned in the previous conversation with us, Kara, is you, it doesn't matter what you're doing or where you are, you make that time, that 20 minutes twice a day in order to yeah. do it. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. My first meditation is always first thing in the morning. I do it in, in my bed. But my second meditation is always in the car okay. because, you know, between 4 and 8 p.m., I'm you know, five, six days out of the week, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. So, you know, I'm at work or wherever. So I'll, I'll go to wherever my car is parked. I'll crack the window and, and I'm in my own little meditation chamber. Cool. So it doesn't matter where you are. You can do it on a bus. You can, you know, you can do it in a park. It, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. Don't care about what other people think. Just give yourself permission to do it. Hell yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that one. All right, I think I think that's pretty much a wrap for this for this episode. To be honest, it's, it's been a hell of an episode. In my awesome. opinion. I think it's been fantastic. Um, I've learned, I've learned quite a lot actually. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite interesting because I I want to incorporate meditation into my day, and I think the biggest problem for me was I didn't know what to do as such. Like I, I knew little bits and pieces, but it turns out that was all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that was completely uh, completely irrelevant and completely wrong. I was thinking about nothing, whereas I should have been thinking about everything. Yeah. So here we are. Never mind. Uh, but no, I want <laughs> I want to thank you, Kevin, for your time. It has been truly enlightening for me. Uh, I know you feel the same way. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go away and do and do some meditation now. Uh, I'm going to find out awesome. where where some of the classes can be. If there's any here, that would be brilliant. Yeah, that would be brilliant. But no, uh, I want to thank you for your time, Kevin. And thanks for sparing the the, the hour or so it was. Um, truly enlightening for us. Yeah, it's um, been a pleasure. It has, and hopefully, hopefully, we can do it again in the future. Thank you guys so much. Um, just want to say if, if anybody has more questions, they can uh, send me a message on Instagram. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what we'll do is we'll drop a link into your Instagram, your YouTube channel, um, and any other social media outlets, really, uh, any other contact info. Um, quest- questions are always appreciated. This
to. So yeah, we'll see you, see you in the future, definitely. Awesome. Thanks, man. Okay, guys. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thank All right. Take care. Thank you. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye now.